Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So this is a At, challenge. Like, what's the max speed on the fucking Model T? Or like whatever um, a- automobile they're fucking using was like 20 kilometers an hour? It would take years. Welcome to another episode of The Lore Boys. Um, this is where you get the best fake history, but today we will be returning with some real fake history, or real real history, or fake fake history. Double fake is real history, I think. Um, yeah, three name, lefts make a right. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of uh, getting lost along the way on this episode, so that's oh, a great oh, good. thing to say. Yeah. Uh, Pete's going in blind for this one. My name's James Miller, and you are? Pete. Pete. There you going go. in blind, yeah, Pete. Pete, oh, going in blind, actually. <laughs> yep. Uh, we it's don't have B L I G H D is how you spell that. It's a silent G. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, Ethan, today. Um, he, uh, we do right. work in the video game uh, industry, and we are coming up on Christmas, so he's basically like a little elf working in the workshop to make sure all of you guys could get your Madden twenty fours or whatever. Uh, I don't know what he actually works on because it's all confidential. But yeah, wooden yeah. wooden rocking horse twenty twenty four is what he is currently doing overtime for at eight oh six p.m. Which yes is sad. Yep, he's alternating between a screaming baby and working overtime. So that's yeah, cool exactly. for him. <laughs> What's worse, listener? Do you think a screaming baby or a corporate client? <laughs> yeah, text text your answers now. <laughs> I don't know, but um. There's going to be a lot of struggles in this episode today. None that we're going to have. We're going to have a lot of laughs because this is a funny one. Um, so we're going to think back. Oh, wait. Before we get started, we got new patrons, don't we? I forgot. We to, do. I we have forgot. two. We Thank do. We, it's like, so uh, special thanks. Uh, shout outs to Clippy, God willing, the autocorrect um, paperclip from Microsoft Word. Hell and yeah. <laughs> inappropriate name, but thank God your money is green. Uh, Adeptus Astards also okay. subscribe for three pounds. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah, while you while you still have a government, I hope that I hope that payment clears in your in your British pound pound sterling. Thank you, Astards. Yeah, and um, in terms of who asked for this one today, uh, it's no one. Uh, this is This is uh, one that I was very, I looked up and learned about. Kind of in the same vein as Action Park or the Kellogg episode. It's just a real life thing that happened that was kind of nutty. Um, but before we get into it, let's think back over a century into the year 1908. So uh, what, what do you know about the world in 1908? What, is, what does life look like in 1908 to you? Uh, Christ, <laughs> depends <laughs> on if you're fucking your cousin or not. So I think... Uh, rich people are probably doing great. The there's still European empires because this is pre World mm-hmm. War One. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh my god! 
Canada, Canada. Oh, I was gonna say Canada didn't exist, but no, that's 1860s. Canada's yeah. young. Canada's um, young. There's we don't have all our provinces. No Newfoundland. No uh, Nunavut. Right. What I'm it, trying to think. What else? Uh, it's going to be more American centric, but it is joint. It is the rest of the world. Is 1908. Okay, yeah. so uh, the the South probably not in a great spot at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like women firsts and like black firsts around now. Um, like there's like the first black heavyweight uh, champion. There's the first woman to go in an airplane is this year. Um, Okay, hang on a second. Yeah, but 1908, the first woman in an airplane, isn't that far past the first man on an airplane. No, That's no, not that not. bad. There are, there are <laughs> things that take us longer currently with right. the internet, right? That's that's it's not true. that bad. <laughs> I have an awful quote later that is just not great for women. Uh, but uh, this is... Anyways... So I'll tell you a little bit more about what's going on. The 1908 Summer Olympics, they're held in London. Uh, Originally, it was supposed to be in Rome, but Mount Vesuvius erupted in 1906. Um, Again? In 1906. That's what um, my Wikipedia page told me. I don't know. No, but it killed all those people in Pompeii. <laughs> oh, was that, was that Vesuvius? Yeah. Oh, damn. I, I believe so. I think Pompeii was the city. That, yeah, <laughs> uh, Vesuvius is the monster. Right. right. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I think Vesuvius is the volcano. Pompeii was the city that was... I guess people wouldn't have known. It just yeah. seems it just seems hindsight being 2020 me here not caught, you know, encased in magma jacking off. <laughs> I think it's crazy to build a city on a volcano personally. It is a little crazy, but it's hard to know that it is a volcano until it hits, right? I think they probably had a fire god that they invented and it's like that's yeah. where he lives. True. And then it killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Most of America, there was no, like, infrastructure. Um, people traveled by horse and buggy. Uh, the Model T would hit the market soon, but only in late 1908. Uh, oh, so yeah. That, I was going to ask, when did the car come out? It was in late 1908. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about something that goes on from February till about five and a half months later. Okay. Um. Only cities that had infrastructure like drivable roads uh, or horseless carriages, um, like horseless carriages were known as being unreliable at best. People didn't like them. They're like, why would you use one of those? I can break down any time. My horse always gets back up kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Horse, uh, horses notoriously never break their ankles. <laughs> yeah. People the, the, the equivalent of a flat tire. <laughs> yeah. And it was like. They they knew the horses were like the known thing. It's like for us right now, people prefer a car. They don't really want a car to drive for them. That's one step too far. I, I know what I know. And I'll, I'll trust that. Um, Fair enough. Not to yeah. um, actually this early in the episode, but like uh, you can. They do go ballistic sometimes. You can control a horse and also a horseless carriage. The sure. problem with a self-driving car is the fact that the one guy who is thinking it's a good idea is the most divorced man in history. Huh. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's, it's true. I, I've been listening to a lot of John Carmack this week for whatever reason. I just like, oh, yeah, the, listening the, to the, his Lex, podcast. the Lex Friedman episode, or does he have his yeah. own now? He's, he's kind of Elon pilled. Uh, he, he thinks Elon's on the right way going and stuff. But anyways, that, that's, that's, that's far from yeah. what we're talking no, no, about. Yeah. Here, no, yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So here's a nice quote from the London Times. Uh, Next to woman, automobile is the most fragile thing on earth. Um, (laughs) Which I got from Speed, the TV station had um, a documentary on uh, what we're talking about today, which was, which will be the Thomas Flyer and today's topic, the 1908 race from New York to Paris. Okay. So, so think are, about that. We are basically doing around the world in 80 days, but the real thing, right? Yes. On a ca- in cars. Brilliant. In wait a second. New York. Okay. I yeah. now I'm now I'm in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is so cool because I wanted to do like a a adaptation book from real history. I guess not next now. I'll I'll, I'll do something else just because this is going to give it away. I want people to forget. Right. Uh, was like the inspiration for Moby Dick and then the actual thing that inspired it because I rewatched an episode by... Um, she was... I can't remember her name. She was in one of the uh, the animated cartoon Midnight Gospel. She's in the last episode, The Lady Who Talks About Death. She's a mortician okay. with Duncan sure. Trussell. It's on Netflix. I like Duncan anyway. Trussell. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, anyway, I wanted to do something exactly like this. Cool, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. This is crazy. In 1908, New York's a Paris race. So let's think about it. How would you do that trip by car? Uh, well, you would need to get the car onto a boat. Onto a boat. And or right. a, a, a dirigible. Either a rigid structure or a soft structure dirigible. Something to that so, effect. This that's not the plan, and they're not going east. They're going west, and they're planning on driving the entire way. Baby. Oh, through Alaska, through Alaska and the Bering Strait. That rocks, dude. All the way through Russia into Europe, all the way to Paris from New I York. Challenge, <laughs> I challenge you to a race through. Like they are taking the long way home. No one had at this point even driven across the states. Like there's no roads, no nothing. Um, right. Yeah. So this is a at, challenge. At, like, what's the max speed on the fucking Model T or like whatever um, a- automobile they're fucking using was like twenty kilometers an hour? It would take years. Yeah, I think it has forty or sixty horsepower. Uh, it's a four-stroke engine. It it doesn't go very fast, and it's limited not by the car. It's limited by the terrain for sure. Um. Because yeah. sometimes they're not going in miles per hour, they're going in feet per hour because they're just going through so much mud and gunk and awesome. Everything. Okay, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, as I drove from Squamish, British Columbia to Calgary, Alberta right. in a in a 2017 car a couple yeah. years ago, right? On a on a very big asphalt was invented two years later, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was I drove on paved roads, and my yeah. dad was still like, "Well, for safety, I'm going to book you and your girlfriend a hotel in yeah. Golden, British Columbia." And it took us 17 hours going a hundred. Yep, <laughs> oh my fucking god. Yep, it's a big trip. Um, and they, originally it was just some other car companies who planned to do it. Um, and oh, it was going to marketing thing from it Ford. Is, it is a marketing thing, not from Ford. It'll be from Thomas and from some European. Because uh, it was originally going to be only the French, the Italians, and the Germans who did it. Right. But uh, Teddy Roosevelt was around back then. And he's like, Hell they're yeah. not driving through my fucking country without us being in this race. 
right? Yeah. So base Teddy Roosevelt, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, uh, he ends up meeting um, our American drivers at one point, and he got in the car next to them. And he's like, I like men who do things, not the men who stay at home. So he he uh, gave his full endorsement to the American team. Well, he's, thumbs up to all our forklift listeners. Teddy Roosevelt would love you. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, this is a huge trip. Um, the race is going to start. Do you have t- the distance? Do you know how far that is? Twenty-two thousand miles. Um, Isn't the circumference of the Earth twenty-three thousand? Yeah, because you're not going in a straight line. So, oh, of, oh I'm an idiot. Yeah, I was just like, because yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't factor in Alaska. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and Dang. you don't go across the whole Pacific Ocean, but you still have to really go all the way up and all the way. Uh, around kind of stuff yeah 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 wow okay yeah let's fucking go dude so six cars representing four nations were at the starting line in february 12th 1908 uh it's in Times square uh this eventually would be a 169 day ordeal um which is the the longest motorsport ever held uh it's a long enough time yeah they did it it was a race so i guess they they went pretty fast for what they could but yeah um, i mean uh, <laughs> you don't have speed limits before you pave the roads. No, right? No, you, if you got yeah, if you got a nice flat field with some good hard earth, you're gonna take. You're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. There's there, the prairies in the middle. I have no idea what the geography of uh, Russia north of Japan is like. Ooh. Maybe it's, it's flat. Russia is gonna be a it's real hard part of this race. Tundra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they. That's notable. When you say tundra, think. February 12th in New York, that's winter. They're starting, like, in the the worst part of winter. Um, but it's spring in Russia by the time you get there. That's right. Nice ah, and muddy in spring by the time yeah. we get there. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're just like, ah, we remember the last time somebody didn't respect the seasons. It was the Donner Party, and they had to eat their kids. So we're yes. not, we're not, gonna, you're, you're not going <laughs> to eat your driver, okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we got, uh, f- us. how many cars? Yeah, six cars. Six. We got one for USA. Okay. One one for Germany. Okay. We got one for Italy. Okay. We got three for France. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how France managed to get three in there, but I guess they were like head of They're they're playing the numbers. They're just like two of these guys are gonna quit. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> You're exactly right. And all of the French will quit before anyone else. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> But right now we have six cars and there's optimism in the air. Uh, the industrial revolution was not so long ago. America's like booming. A lot of stuff's going well there. There's optimism. Anything with wheels is kind of seen as progress. Um, things are great. Even like a crippled guy. He's just like, look, the man of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you wheelchairs weren't looking so hot back then. Either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back then, we called them crutches. Yeah. So uh, our our star of the show for America is Monty Roberts. Excellent name. Yeah. He's like a, a racist. A ra- I almost said racist. Racer. <laughs> <laughs> Probably racist back in 1902. Yeah. But um, he um, he's like the face of, of everything. And he's. America's behind him. For marketing purposes, if Monty Roberts driving your car, you're going to sell some cars. Okay. 
and we we're going we're driving the Thomas Flyer. So the Thomas is the company. The Flyer. I don't want to. I don't want to derail this too hard. But uh, yeah. Patreon.com/slash/TheLoreBoys. If you want to listen to our bonus episode where we talk about horses, the Monty Roberts name has been recycled, and uh, apparently a new man has it. And yeah, I couldn't gonna, find him when I was looking him up a lot of the time. I'm just going to drop this into the into the uh, chat for you, and then for the patrons with the episode picks. Uh, this is our current <laughs> model of Monty Roberts. He's a horse trainer. The man who listens to horses. I yeah, got him, exactly. too, when I was trying to find him. Okay, so the, yeah. The old Monty Roberts, he just, like, he, uh... He's kind of... You'll, you'll see as we go on, he's not as cool as America might think he is. Oh, no. So we have... Monty Roberts, who's like the face, the cool guy that's going to sell the cars. And then we have George Schuster, who is the mechanic. And he fixes the car. He keeps it running. Uh, he's like the unsung hero. Without George Schuster, there, there is no um, Thomas Flyer being remembered today kind of thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, that's the dynamic. And pretty much every car, that's the setup. You got the driver. You got the mechanic. because. Uh, cars didn't run so good back then you you counted on it breaking down like you brought a mechanic because it's going to break down so you just got to maintain it the best you could but even like these extreme challenges these days within yeah. modern times where we find wheels much more mundane <laughs> um you st- it's still generally like marathon races are still generally two dudes because yeah. like unless the challenge is specifically like the first solo crossing of the sahara or whatever you bring a second guy, right? Because yeah. you get tired or whatever. And, and of course, obviously, like, <clears throat> Monty Roberts uh, doesn't know how to change a flywheel uh, <laughs> or a perspicacitor in his, in his whatever, in his, on his horseless carriage. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I can find a picture of Monty Roberts and a uh, Montague Roberts is his full name. Here we go. Oh, it's not even Montgomery. Holy shit. He's yeah. in the Shakespeare family. <laughs> yep. There's um there's the boys there. Um so I think Jesus Christ. This yeah, it's... It... <laughs> Edwin Ross Thomas, Montague Roberts, and George Schuster. They don't tell you who any of these people are. I Who's think the Sh- old guy in the back. I think Monty's the smiler. Yeah. Um Schuster's the guy on the right, like that's looking a little more solemn. And then Edwin Ross is the guy who will not, he's too old to make a trip across the world that's in the back there. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then <clears> I guess <throat> this is the hood ornament that is blocking out 20% of the picture. Yeah. Um, Photography had just been invented. We didn't have a good perspective back then. Yeah. Let me post uh, another photo just so we'll, we'll have some reference for what the cars look like. Uh, Getting all ready to leave New York City there. Hell yeah, dude. I would absolutely love to drive 22,000 miles on that thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the day of the race. It's February 1908. It's winter. No one has windshields. And a quarter million people <laughs> have lined the streets of New York to watch the competitors take off. That's true. They just still had goggles. They didn't have a windshield. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and they <laughs> twenty two thousand miles with goggles on. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh yes, sir. my god. Yep. Uh, so Mayor George McClellan Jr. He was scheduled to shoot the starting pistol at eleven a.m. The vibes are strong. The city's watching. Tensions are high, and the mayor doesn't show up. Is he dead? 
Uh, we don't know. He was just didn't show up on time. Uh, so a rail worker became impatient, snatched the pistol, and just shot it in the air. 15 a rail minutes later. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a train yard guy. Yep. Uh, it has his full name in the history on the Wikipedia. I didn't feel the need to include it. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this late start with like it being unclear where the starting guy even was. Uh, this is a good predictor of how the race is going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So off they went. Six shoddy cars heading west through New York in the snow. Uh, they're driving through thick snow in single file with the driver in the car. And the mechanics walking alongside to judge the depth of the snow to put planks of wood where they need to. Um, so it's pretty impressive that they got across the whole world in that small amount of time with half the team walking <laughs> for <laughs> for a lot of it. Um, That's more impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, and it, they would hop in the car whenever they would have like a nice clear shot or something, but... Did these things have, like, a trailer with a tent to sleep in? Or they were just like, no, we'll stay in a hotel in they're going Siberia? From, they're going from town to town the best they could. Uh, and a lot of these towns, was it was the first car they'd ever seen. Because cars don't go out in the middle of America. Yeah, I was going to say, where where does the, like... <laughs> where does a guy in Idaho who hatched from an egg... Like say like here's where you get gas for the for the space vehicle you arrived in like what the fuck dude yeah and and everybody hears about it and they they send uh, when a, you arrive in a new town they send carrier pigeons back to New York to post uh, the the newest updates on what's going on in the race okay well that's that's cool that was reliable and high tech like, yeah but but also where do you refuel uh that <laughs> so yeah I have that answer um. Sometimes the cars would just not get to the next fuel station, so they go by foot with buckets and bring, like, open-topped buckets of gas back to their car. <laughs> like the milkmaid with the rod on her shoulders is like gasoline? Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and this is the start of the race. So they're making their first progress, and they're literally bumper to bumper, just sticking together. Heading out of New York. And the the awugas must have been deafening from the <laughs> from the, the squeaky horn on the front, right? <laughs> yes. Very much awugas. Um, so the teams will make their first progress on the twenty two thousand mile trek. Um, but we'll take the time for a well earned break uh, and continue in a moment, and then we'll get into uh, the more dense second half and the uh, entire race. So uh, stay with us for a moment and we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back. Um, we returned to our six-car race across the world. Uh, so if you remember from just a few moments ago, we were just leaving New York and um, the drivers are driving, the mechanics are walking alongside and um, yeah, like I, I just wrote in here, Pete already got to it is, yeah, how do you fuel up? You have to leave, find a town uh, and bring it back with open top buckets. Um, <laughs> Predating uh, both paved roads and the funnel, they managed to get to their destination, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Incredible. And <laughs> just like the guys like try to siphon out of a bucket. <laughs> putting it below okay, so you can to yeah. be fair you just right? have to have a bucket higher yeah the top of the aquarium behind me is just higher than the bucket that is also behind me yeah <laughs> that's exactly how that would work your, your aquarium full of gasoline behind you of course well yeah it's what you got to keep an axolotl in <laughs> you don't know so um another thing too like other than fuel these cars break down way more than a car would break down today um so whenever you need to do a repair, you would hike to a hardware store and just do the best you could. Oh, yeah, and then just fill, fill a bucket <laughs> with car parts and carry it back, right? <laughs> yeah. And to make matters worse, all of the cars, except for the American car, were specifically made for this race. So they don't have, like, another car you can grab the parts off of and swap. Um, of course. Yeah. I know the Thomas Flyer, I don't know about the other teams, they mailed ahead parts. They like sent a transmission to Russia. Like we'll need it by the time we get there. And okay, uh, well that's genius. That yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And then for the, the time, Tom, yeah. Thomas Flyer was more of a car that had multiple. Uh, like there's more than one of them, so there was reproducible, easier to get parts. Is this but, a the British one? Uh, this is Thomas Flyer's American. They didn't really make it past the whole Henry Ford thing that happens later this year. Okay. Uh, so they go out of business eventually, and that's why we don't know what Thomas is anymore. Okay. But uh, in 1908, they were um, cutting edge. Uh, in the first half of 1908, they were cutting edge um, right. car stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, uh, at the start of the race, they had a gentleman's agreement to switch who was in first place every five hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> So they're, they're they're tipped to tail, and they just like let the front guy will just fall to the back, and they'll they'll just continually do that, uh, and stick together for the beginning of the race. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I couldn't find a reason why, but I think since some of the towns they passed through had never seen a car before at all, this is more of like a almost like a parade, and it's not as okay. competitive right now. Yeah, like a parade. It's like, well, we don't want Charlie Brown to be the first balloon these savages see. That <laughs> yeah. would be crazy. <laughs> and it's more exciting for the newspapers as if each town, when they wrote home, had a different leader, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Germany's ahead as yeah. of whatever a town in Wyoming is called in 1908, yeah. right? We yeah. will pass through Wyoming. Wyoming is one of the landmarks that I'll talk about. Yeah, because yeah, in my head, I was trying to think, having played the Oregon Trail, okay, and, <laughs> and being... Uh, you know, tangentially familiar with maps. Um, trying to think of the easiest way is you would just go straight across the northern U.S. Yeah. 
like around the Great Lakes and then straight across because that's their version of the prairies, whatever they call it there, which is like the square states. Uh, and then you would go, you'd have to go up. I would go up through Saskatchewan because you have to go through Canada, obviously. And I wouldn't go through BC or Alberta because of the Rocky Mountains. And then I'd go through, I don't think we had the Yukon at this point, but then you'd go through like the Northwest Territories and then Yukon, Alaska. And then my knowledge of geography stops at, uh, you know, Siberia. So wherever the fuck they are there. So the way they you can get into it later. That's just my that that's just a game theory. The way they actually uh, were planning on doing it is they start in New York and they stay basically um, in the states. They went under the Great Lakes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, New York, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, either Nebraska or South Dakota, Wyoming, um, Utah, Nevada. California's. They actually went to California first. They went to San Francisco's, like where they were going to hit on the other side of the map first. Before okay, so they were doing landmarks. They weren't thinking of what would be most drivable. Again, I don't know what kind of civilization drivable we had is, yeah. in the prairies of Canada. Exactly, drivable is you have to plot your cities in between, or else you won't have fuel, you won't have repairs, you won't have. Everything. Yeah, because I would avoid the Rocky Mountains entirely if yeah. my egg, the guy who was fixing my car was walking. It's just yes. my, it's just the thing that I is the, the, my plan. Absolutely. <laughs> How does this will actually go? Well, um, we'll we'll see. We'll get but, into. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to. I I don't want to make a fan. Like I'm just Lord Boys cannoning before this real thing that happened happens. Right? No, yeah. So th- that's the plan, though. New York to California, up to Alaska. Through Russia, through Europe is the plan. Right. But you still have to go through BC. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, so, uh, like they had that gentleman's agreement, right? Everybody takes turns being in first place every five hours. Uh, it didn't take long for the stress of the road to cause all of the competitors to accuse each other of cheating and give up on their gentleman's agreement. <laughs> <laughs> So they'd be like, well, no, you use the train tracks. Um, uh, and the Americans were accused of using the railroad. And if they got stuck, railroad cars to pull them out. What? Uh, yeah. So they, they would just follow the railway. And if. There oh, was, I see. OK. Yeah. And uh, because the railway would be like also the most level ground, too, because that's pretty much the only infrastructure they had that went across the country. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all the other parties had actually used horses to pull their horseless carriages, uh, which that's not a horseless carriage, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but since the first leg of the race was in America, it just so happened that when the locals were to help the racers who got stuck, they would favor the Thomas Flyer. And they would charge extra money to help the French or the Germans or the Italians. Get it, dude. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yep. So uh, we, or I don't know I say we, I'm not really American. I'm closer to America than these others, though. So we were in the lead. We were doing well. Uh, one French car broke its transmission uh, before even leaving the state of New York and dropped out. Incredible. Yeah. So one, one Frenchie down. Yeah, even their car parts were cowards. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what the transmission is in a current car. Um, I don't know what the transmission would be like in a car built of what I assume is wood covered in canvas. Yeah, 
I have no idea, man. I'm not good yeah. with car parts, um, but all I knew is is that they they didn't make it very far. Yeah, okay. Uh, they got stuck in the snow. Part broke. They just gave up right off the rim. But a month into the trip, they had made it to Colorado, and the American team was in the lead with five cars left in the race. Okay. <laughs> One of the French team members with the last name Hansen got into a fight with his own French team on the car. Uh, and there's <laughs> challenge to a duel with pistols. No. <laughs> yeah. So I know the car is stuck. You're yelling at your friend and you're fuck it. Duel me, man. Take out your gun. <laughs> if we get stuck on our way to Bobby's this weekend, I will fucking kill you, Jamie. <laughs> We're gonna die. So the French, the French guy, instead of potentially dying halfway around the world from where he, he was born, um, he left his team. Could you imagine dying in Colorado? She's awful. <laughs> yeah. And, but the French guy didn't give up the one who uh, got into the duel and then quit the French team. He went to the American team, pledged to the, to the flag of America and joined the American team. So Hanson's cool. on our side. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hit your top speed of nine miles an hour with that extra body on the vehicle? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the French guy's got to walk behind or something. <laughs> but it's like 100 feet in, fr- uh, in front of the guy he threatened to kill <laughs> yeah. on the road and they have to switch places every five hours. <laughs> what the fuck? This is over by now. By now, everybody hates each other. Okay, and they're just okay, going okay. as fast as they can. Um, so one of the other French cars that was having some technical issues, um, they sneakily put their car on a train to San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, which is cheating, very much cheating. Um, How do you get away with it? sneakily? Yeah, so he sneakily books a, a, a train car for his car uh, for his own car. Um, but oh, yes. so- uh, my wife and I would like to board this train to San Francisco. It's just like a car, <laughs> a dress, a, car. Yeah. <laughs> a bonnet, like over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a wife dressed as a car inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a couple in an entire family all dressed as cars like, oh no <laughs> the the woman like waves at the car like oh cheryl <laughs> yeah exactly a rude so, yeah. girl like oh she said hi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jesus christ yeah so not not a cool move from the french there and no Get, you know what happened? The media caught him. A, a journalist saw it happening and ratted him out. No, it, it would be a journalist. Yeah, I hate the media. Napa, <laughs> laser beam. Yeah. Um. So rather than face the music of of the consequences on the race, um, they just dropped out and headed back to France. They would have had to add a bunch of time to their. To, they basically would have taken the slowest time. And then added it to their time. So whenever, even if they got there first in um, Paris, they would have like X amount of days for the other people to catch up. Um, right. That's what the punishment would have been. But the French guy's like, I'd rather just go home. So fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So four, four cars remain. Uh, not even across the U.S. yet. And uh, I'd argue one- this is the easiest part of the race, guys. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It will be. I think the last leg is probably the easiest, but you're going to be so fucking tired for it. Because Europe probably has like the train, infra- like a lot more infrastructure than would be around in the America. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 
the mid part. Uh, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long time in Russia. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Russia's gonna suck, but once you start to get to like Poland, Germany, like things are gonna speed up a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah, but we're far from that. We're in Colorado. We haven't even gone across the Bering Strait for fuck's sake. Yeah, we haven't left the U.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the first car to San Francisco, um, we're skipping a lot of like little details of 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 problems and things, but they made it there first to San Francisco. One point five months after they left uh, in mid March, and they're nine hundred miles in front of the next person, which is the Italians. Okay. Yeah. So that's already a huge feat. No one had driven across the U.S. before. He did New York to California uh, in a month and a half, and uh, way faster than the Italians. Although biased Americans kind of helped that happen. Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's shocking that the sabotage along the way gave <laughs> them such an advantage. Yep. But we uh, we have to go through their territory eventually too. But for now, we got the advantage. Yeah, don't need to drive through Italy. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're going up to Alaska next to go across the Bering Strait. So they drive all the way through British Columbia. They get to Alaska, and they get to Dude, a nothing that happened in BC. Sorry. No, no, nothing that notable. BC didn't even come up. They they said they drove to Alaska at this point. Yeah. Oh man, I wish there was a country between the U.S. and Alaska that interesting thing happened. <laughs> Uh, back then, it might even have been just northern BC they got to and not quite Alaska. Like, it would be all so blurry. Oh, no, Alaska then. was Russia. They bought it from them. When the fuck did that happen? Mm, I think this is, I think it's already Alaska by now. But it's worth checking. 1867. Okay. 1860. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a new purchase at this point. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> March 30th, uh, they bought Alaska before Canada existed. So now I understand. Right. Yeah. Also, they paid in modern dollars seven million dollars for Alaska, which is <laughs> in a time before good. GPS and maps were like sketchy. They got as north as they could, and then they were told, "If you want to go any farther, you'll have to take that park, that car apart, and transport it by dog sled." Well, yeah, uh, obviously, they, if they didn't have roads, they don't have winter tires. Yeah, and even then. Um, the Bering Strait doesn't actually freeze over anymore. You cannot drive or walk to Alaska from Alaska to oh, to true. Russia. Yeah, it's just it's it's the ocean. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> so they go all the way north and they go pretty far out of their way, but they make good time because they go all the way up and then all the way back to San Francisco because they had to turn around or they went to Seattle instead, actually. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> they get up. To, they get up to like the Bering Strait, which is just an archipelago now covered in snow. <laughs> and they and they turn around like ah fuck, and they get back to <laughs> they get to they get to Washington State. There's like uh, it's o- it's ocean now. Yeah, exactly. So they sent their carrier pigeons back from Alaska. Those brave pigeons. They would have uh, just ripped to pieces by owls, dude. Those things never made it. <laughs> they never made it. But somehow they knew. Somehow there was communication because. They were able to tell all the other teams to Alaska, Bering Strait. We uh, a little big for our bridges there. That's not not something we could do. So we're going back to Oregon, or no, we're going to uh, Seattle. Sorry, yeah. Um, and we are going to ship the boats across. You guys can have a nap in the hotel that night, uh, and we'll ship it across, and you can start fresh in Russia. 
So okay. they didn't actually drive across the whole world. That's 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 fine. That's very disappointing. Can't blame them for not driving across the ocean, I guess. You're right. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I could. Those big inflatable tires, right? Yeah. Like, a like that one guy who just made that big hamster wheel and he tried to go across the ocean. And the government in Florida is like, no, you can't do that, man. Yeah. And they went and took him back in. <laughs> And he, he got sent to jail. He threatened to blow what? up his hand. Yeah, he, he's like, I've got a bomb in this thing. Don't try and take me out of it. I'm going across the ocean. <laughs> Maybe this is another episode I got to do. At, <laughs> at, this point, at this point, one, if that guy didn't blow himself up and is out of prison, let's get him on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was recent. It was in the last year, I think. Uh, so How he's did I miss ball guy? It was, we talked about it in the Discord, but... Um, Oh, yeah, that's probably, well, I, that's probably how I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to Seattle. Americans had to go to Alaska and back, and the others, since they were so far behind, only had to go straight to Seattle. I like how they had to go to a coastal state to just be like, there's a second ocean that we can't drive through. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it was fucked, yeah. And this is now not fair, though, because the Americans were required to go to Alaska, and none of the other teams were. So America is now in dead last being shipped across to Russia. Oh, you got to get... Sh- oh, okay. So their pigeons made it from Alaska to uh, Seattle. Nobody else had to go up to Alaska. Yeah, they and drove the, straight to Seattle. And then the additional pigeons notified the teams en route that they didn't have to turn north up through British Columbia and they just stayed there. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. So I don't know how the comms actually worked way back when, but somehow they managed that only Americans had to go through Canada into Alaska. So what the while they're being shipped over to uh, Russia at this point, all everyone's already in Russia. America's on the way. And the race uh, people that run the race are like, well, we're going to award 15 days to the Americans because that's what their lead was before this whole thing. So it took them 15 days to go through uh from California to Alaska and back. Okay. Yeah. That's not so, bad. Yeah, it's a week through BC, I guess. Yeah. Not at that at speed, all. at that time, that's not that pretty fucking good. Yep. Like, it still takes a week to drive across our entire country now. Yeah. Like, that's... Which I, I understand is 15 times wider, but, like... <laughs> what took them a month... A, it's been 113 years or whatever. Yeah, it took them a month and a half to do what would, takes us, like, a week to drive across, I guess, now. Yeah, so that's pretty good. It that's pretty, pretty good for them, time. I think. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they get to Russia and the Russian government starts to say, uh, hey, you guys should probably just ship your cars on the train. It's not safe to go through our country. Uh, and they're like, why? why? Why wouldn't we go through your country? Well, there's famine, disease, Chinese bandits, uh, undrivable ter- terrain, uh, mosquitoes as big as locusts. Um, uh, they, they basically told them all these like tall tales of why Russia is the most dangerous place ever. Which, and no mention of the Yeti, which is right in the middle. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, some of these things are probably true, but why Russia didn't want them just to drive through, I have no idea. Uh, there's no, there's no Russian driver, eh? No, no Russian driver from the Czar's Russia. No, but Russia would be uh, the nail in the coffin for the last French car. Uh, who uh, dropped out because this is the the hardest place to get through by far. <laughs> America was hard, but this is even worse. Yeah, yeah I, I I hope 
the czar of Russia was just like, hey, whoa, buddy, Russia's not safe. You're going back the way you came. Yeah. And, and they shipped the French guy the opposite direction back <laughs> around the world to France. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to do an even longer trip eastward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that now who's left? We got uh, USA, Italy, Germany. Yeah. Last three cars. And as far as I know, all three of these will make it. Wow. Just like the Second World War, they all made it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Allies, USA, Italy, and Germany. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so Monty, our pretty boy uh, face driver, right? Uh, he dropped out. I forgot to mention our main driver, Monty, dropped out in Wyoming. So up until this point, it's been Schuster, George Schuster, the, the like techie guy who just knows how to fix the car, has been taking this thing since Wyoming. He went all the way to Alaska, and he came back down, and now he's in Russia. Okay, well, that's incredible. Honestly, he's the best man for the job. He knows how the car works. Yep. He is the guy I was talking about doing the solo crossing of the Sahara. No, he is the guy, yeah. He, yeah. Without him... That the Americans would definitely not have done as well. This is right. Yeah. Um. I yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier at the beginning. Yeah, we knew it wasn't the French. You can still guess if you want to know if I US was ridic- I was ridiculing the French and just stumbled across an answer. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Not now. Not now. So I'll we have going. it's German, Italy, U.S. right now. With U.S. has the caveat: if they arrive within the fifteen days, they still win. E- Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. But Germany's in the lead. Because they were just like, oh, the U.S. discovered a ocean. Oh, look at that. We'll give them credit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you, you knew it was there. Yeah. They did zero research before driving across the planet. I mean, who? who how do you do the research, though? Pigeons, like, obviously. <laughs> somehow communicating. <laughs> fuck. I guess so. I think pigeons, though, you can only send news home, right? I don't know how that works. Well, okay. So now I'm imagining what they've been storing on their trucks. They've got open, bu- they've got buckets of car parts, yeah. buckets of gasoline, just yeah. rattling around, and then buckets of pigeons that they yeah. just have enough. If they, yeah, if one of the pigeons dies, you, you know you got to carry the gasoline for a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like canaries for the gasoline. But- <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of like it's like in a cage, just hanging off the exhaust. It's been dead for days. <laughs> I think like, oh, that's poison. Yeah, they'd probably still eat it. <laughs> no. So now they're they're going through, man. And um, Thomas sends out word. I, again, I don't know how the communications exactly work, but he, they get word to um, Schuster. So the car company tells Schuster, "Hey, we want Monty to come back in in Europe and just be there for when you cross the finish line." Okay. Uh, because Monty's the American face. He's going to sell the cars if they win. Um, but George it was like, no, fuck you. I've yeah, driven- I'm also American. <laughs> yeah, I'm also American, and I've driven this thing much farther than he ever could. And he's been sleeping in a warm bed, and I have been uh, <laughs> sleeping in the back with the gasoline and the pigeons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. whacking the engine with a wrench the whole way, which is how <laughs> yeah. engineering worked in 1908. Of course. Oh, I love the fact it's that things really do, the more they change, the more they stay the same, <laughs> is the fact that 
the lamestream Greedia. Yep. Decided who the hero was. Montague. He, he quit. And they turned around and were just like, we would still love for us not to be wrong. Which, yeah. like, it's just what it's just what the, the current US media does on Twitter every day. Yep. Yeah, oh, it's pretty bad. That. Pretty bad, but good for George. Uh George Schuster. He says, No, I won't have it. I'm gonna keep driving. I just won't tell you where I am or whatever. Chad move. Yeah. yeah. So what, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Fucking find me in <laughs> Russia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You guys couldn't find Bin Laden. Yep. Like, a hundred years later, you're not gonna find me. Dude, yeah, and just so, okay, to say how hard Russia was, the mud was so deep that some horses drowned in the mud. Uh, it was insane, and you'd have to completely remap the position you're going. Some days, you wouldn't make, like, any progress. You would get a few inches in an hour, um, and this is the hardest part of the race. Uh, and everyone went through it. It, to be fair, I still have no idea what is east of like St. Petersburg in Russia. Um, I don't. Like, I'm it not could good just that. all be. It could just all be wilderness. Yeah, and like you said, it, it's the spring too. So all the snow, Siberian snow, like the Siberian winters melting. They just have like the muddiest, grossest terrain ever. Um, but Schuster makes it all the way through Russia. Tells the lamestream greedy to fuck off. <laughs> and, and he the race was much easier after russia uh once they started to get into these places where they have like stone uh roads and they have railroad tracks and people have been here for thousands of years at this point who are um like yeah. western civilization right like yeah 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 so th this goes a lot better and uh five and a half months after the start of the race the germans first arrived to Paris. Um, but don't forget, that's, we still got going to be the, the first time in a little while that the Americans get concerned with that sentence, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. OK, so, yeah, the Germans are already. Hey, well, I understand you made it Hitler, but why don't you just give us 15 days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love the this finish for the the u.s so schuster rolls into paris four days later okay and after twenty-two thousand miles after nearly half a year of exertion he's so close to his goal but as soon as he gets to the city limits the french notice he doesn't have a light on his car no and no way it's the old <laughs> trick in the fucking book it is <laughs> And the Parisian street laws uh, were uh, road laws were to say you have to have a light. So they started to arrest him. And right, right before the finish, after like six months of literally like watching horses drown in the mud, like this is the <laughs> the worst, the worst fucking thing you could put yourself through. I will go to jail for the rest of my life. Just arrest me in forty minutes. Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have so little work to do. Yeah. So, um, a good French bystander was driving by with a bike that had a powered lamp on the front from, from pedaling. And he offered to give the lamp to Schuster so he could finish the race. Okay. Because uh, even though the Germans finished first, there wasn't a huge celebration yet. They knew there was the leeway, right? Um, so they're waiting for the Americans. And they gave them... But the light, they couldn't figure a way to f to fix it onto the front of the car. 
So they just strapped it to the roof. The whole bike with the lamp. <laughs> but uh, the, the the cops couldn't say anything because technically they were up to code by now. So there's just yeah, like... Also, the fact that they had like even like embryonic laws about motor vehicles at this point is unbelievable, right? right? Yeah. So France was ahead at this point in like making cars because that's uh, why they had three cars enough. in. So they yeah, were of like course, the I was thinking about room. the Model T. This is unfair. I was thinking about the Mo- right. Model T. You got me all patriotic and shit, so I stopped thinking. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, no, like, like Europe is way further ahead, obviously. Yeah. This honestly could have been part... It was a world story. Everyone was following it. It could have been part of the reason... Uh, well, one, the, the price for the Model T, but why automobiles became known as something that was more reliable. Because people wouldn't even trust them to drive across the city before. But now hearing it can make it from... Um, like literally across the world and then now there's a cheap one uh yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah. henry ford uh like b- benefited from this race and the and stuff so yeah well, instead of airbags it's just like well if the driver's not a pussy frenchman then you could drive across the country if you had to <laughs> yeah so um they put the bike on they pull up and the Tom- thomas flyer and tom and uh george schuster wins the race and everybody cheers. The French are smoking and throwing wine in the air, doing something. I don't know. I like the fact that this whole thing of the Americans driving across the world uh, required the fact that, like, okay, so you're going to drive across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were horses, trains, a yeah. bicycle, and yeah. also <laughs> ships involved. Meaning, yes, all things considered, this didn't happen. This is a yeah. fake event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's true they really did get everything else in like other than a plane i think is the only thing they didn't I, but, yeah, but the wright brothers took off in what 1903 like four yeah. and a half years before this happened yeah the first woman had just flown this year yeah, ex- yeah. ew <laughs> that's no place for a car <laughs> yep. scratch scratch the paint yep so um what did schuster win he won a, mecha- a mechanic job at thomas automobiles for as long as the country would be around or the company would be around and that would be five years until it went out of business (laughs) 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 so schuster's prize was kind of uh cut short and robbed from him but he was poor bastard he really was the unsung hero uh and now we can sing him as the real hero george schuster is the man uh monty roberts uh it's just a face now you can still see this car, the Thomas Flyer. It was actually for many years just left in a garage. And it got rusted up so bad that it was unrecognizable. And the grandson of George Schuster found it. And he looked at a way that it was repaired. Um, they weren't even sure it was the right car. But he found a repair that only his grandfather could have done on the road in this crazy way. Uh, which gave him... Uh, Told him that it was his car. Yeah. So now it is in Buffalo at the Pierce Arrow Buffalo Transportation Museum. So if you want to see this close, we should go. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, Anyways, this is the 1908 race from New York City to Paris, uh, which is just fucking nutty. And I'm glad it happened. Uh, It didn't. We've established. (laughs) (laughs) pretty crazy uh big big props to george big props to all everyone it must have sucked to be in the germans who got there first but like because the americans went a different way like yeah i mean 
It's so funny that no other country cheated. I mean, I guess like the Tsar of Russia was just like, oh, no, oh, too many bandits. Yeah. Upon, too many bandits upon the Silk Road. You can't take this <laughs> sort of thing. But like they did get the advantage and then they just like. Turn. I don't know. It's so fun. It, it's such a fake thing. It's such a. It's such I love the story. It's such an it's such an amazing like an American way of winning something is yeah. just by. Uh, just having people break the rules on your behalf, which is yep. just the a, a thing that still occurs. Yeah, on that. Uh, of course, it did happen. I'm, I'm, I was kidding. It's, it's such a funny fucking story. I yeah, love it. It's such a good story. I, I want to do more like real life weird history stories like this. Uh, I, I'm kind of falling in that that groove right now, and I'm hoping to find more for you guys. Uh, I think because I've seen a couple of videos about like wacky inventions and, and silly stuff like this, your time period that you're going to love is probably the 1850s up until this point. Everything before, <laughs> like like the mid-19th century to World War One, where people were just inventing shit we kind of recognize and use today. Yeah, it's like post-industrial. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the, the leisure engineering portion yeah. of history right yeah yeah very cool all right well uh that was that um if you want to find us online uh, you can go to discord.gg slash lore boys l-o-r-e-b-o-y-s um thanks again we got a few boosts this week um let me scroll up and see who it is so i can give you a thank you rondo and evie thank you for boosting the server making sure that we still get to keep our beautiful custom earl um and if you want to get a hold of us, uh, Discord's a great place, or you can go contact at loreboys.com, and eventually we'll read that out. Uh, Pete, what's up with you? Uh, yeah, at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Um, basically, just like keep an eye on that for any artwork, any updates on my comics, some important stuff happening right now. There is one thing I will admit uh, is I did kind of fall in love with my social media break, and I was like, hey, send us memes and all that shit. I've been deleting those messages unread for weeks now. Don't. Just don't do it. I'm not going to read them. I'm so sorry. I was too busy. Surprised you asked for that, to be honest. It was fun for a long time until I got yeah. way too busy for social media. And now it's just like I wake up with like 40 fucking things to read. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do any of this. It's yeah. not a personal thing against anybody who has participated in the sending stuff to me. But um, I'm not going to look at them. I'll let you know if I start doing it again. <laughs> right. I'll react to shit if I'm back on the horse. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, it's getting the Discord. I'm not super present online these days, but I pop in here and there and uh, for 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 subjects and of course answer ats and and tags and whatnot. I'm happy to happy to happy to say hi. Cool. And uh, if you'd like to join us on our race, we're going to be doing a race from. Um, the North Pole oh. to the South Pole. Wait, is uh, this the is this the? Prime? Oh yeah, you go, you go. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, before we before we give you the real shit, um, uh, <laughs> patreoncom slash boys if you'd like to help the show financially. Again, thank you to Clippy and uh, oh my god, uh, Adeptus Astards <laughs> this week for joining the Patreon and, and joining, as well as Ed Gein's Belt, who has been a subscriber of ours for a little while and then finally jumped into uh, the Discord. I think this morning or something like that before I had electricity. So thank you. But yes, of course we have a proper offer. For you right now from from jamie here instead of just some fake patreon shit that doesn't matter linked below 
Yeah. So if you want to dress up like a car and drive around in my wife, then uh, <laughs> we can totally get you um, uh, a car suit uh, and a way to get to my wife. But she's all the way on the South Pole and we're at the North Pole. So the first one there gets to be a car in my wife. Nice. Um, and But you have to drive there because you're a car. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and uh, that was fun episodes. So I think that would constitute lore boys lore boys uh out of the race just like frank (laughs) even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.